0: Welcome to Sports Rivals with Monty and Ernie, lively, entertaining banter on sports topics
1: you want to hear.
0: All right, everyone, welcome to the Sports Rivals. It's Ernie and Monty here, ready to talk sports with you. We've got another busy show for you talking a lot of NBA NBA playoffs and the PGA Championship. What's going on there at the PGA Championship could be something that we'll be talking about for the next 40 or 50 years if somebody can hang on in the final <laughs> round tomorrow. But as always gang, we encourage you to please check us out on social media at Sports Rivals Podcast on IG and Uh, Facebook and Sports Rivals Pod on Twitter. Comments and opinions are very much welcome. We love to dialogue with you folks, so we encourage you to check us out there. But first, we're going to jump into the NBA playoffs, which kicked off today. But Ernie, before we get into the breakdown, and we are going to break down every series of the first round, I do have to comment on LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a Laker fan, of course, I'm always going to be pro-LeBron. But I think the big news today came out early this morning that LeBron James was not going to be suspended for health and, pro- uh, health and safety protocol violations the other day after the Lakers survived the Warriors in the play-in game. Right. There was an event after that LeBron attended for a tequila line that he's associated with, um, hanging out with Michael B. Jordan and, and Drake and, and the others. But that was a health and safety protocol violation. Now, for whatever reason, this violation did not result in severe punishment. Who knows what the punishment is? But it came out today that he's not going to be suspended for it. And he's taking a lot of heat. And the NBA is taking a lot of heat from people like Charles Barkley. And as a Laker fan, I'm glad he's not suspended. But this does reek of favoritism. If it was anybody else or not one of the superstars, I'm sure they would have been sat down um, but because it's LeBron, uh, he's going to be able to play and which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm very surprised that he was foolish enough to do something like this right before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If it was his tequila line or something that he's heavily involved with, do it after the playoffs, right. you know, after you're eliminated. Right. But to take a chance like this just does not seem LeBron-like. Um, But uh, as a Laker fan, I have to make sure everybody knows I'm not completely unbiased. Uh I can be objective. And to me, he was foolish. And he probably, Charles Barkley's probably right. If it was anybody else, they would have been sat down. If it was Kuzma, he would be sat down. You know, if it was anybody else, maybe AD gets the pass as well. But that's just not right. I mean, there can't be different rules for different people. So, um, okay, I digress. (laughs) I mean, I I have to just throw that out there because it was the talk of the morning. Uh, today, So let's go into the breakdown. I'm going to turn it over to Ernie. He's going to start with a couple of uh, bracket games that started today. So we're going to go through Milwaukee and Miami, Miami right. as well as his Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. I'll do the West games, but we'll turn it over to, to you, Ernie. I think it's, all, it's best that we start with your Celtics. I mean, they gave them a hard rub today for most of the game. How do you think that
1: series is going to play out? Oh, that it, it hurt. It it hurt. And unlike you, I am biased. <laughs> <laughs> I am biased because I believe I believe the Celtics gave that up. And if, if you're gonna tell me that you're gonna give if the, you're gonna hold the Nets to uh, 105 points, I believe that's what the their their final tally came up, then I I, I tell you the Celtics are gonna win. You know, and they were up, uh, they had 54 points at at the half. They they were leading at, at the half. Uh, they played excellent defense, but nobody, nobody on that team stepped up on the offensive end. Nobody. But that gives me hope. Rob Williams, from a defensive standpoint, he played lights. Nine out. block shots. Nine that blocks. is remarkable. It is. And that's going to set precedence. And I'm glad he did this in the first game. You know, I mean, if, it, if, if they get swept in four, who cares? But when they see Rob in the paint... He's going to alter a hell of a lot of shots. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I
0: mean, he was dominant on the defensive side. Right. And Celtics had nothing offensively. Yeah. They, I mean, they really, you had Tatum with an off game. He had 50 the other day in the play-in game. He was off today. Um, Kemba was off today. You don't have Jalen Brown to rely on. So you really need everyone to, to take a step up. And that just didn't happen today. But they played him close. And, and you're yeah. right. Holding the Nets to 105 with all of their guns playing, that's quite an accomplishment. So yeah. I, I can see why you have some hope that Tatum is not going to shoot this every game. Kemo's not going to shoot like this every game. If they can get hot, maybe they steal one or two games.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I, 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 if I were to put the house on it, I mean, I, I, I would still say Nets in five or six, you know. But who knows? Who knows me, you know. Uh, I'll be happy with that. If they stretch them to seven, great, great. And, and, and that last game... You know, if they do send up to seven, anything can happen. But well, what's real interesting was the Miami and the uh, Milwaukee game. I mean, when Miami went in there last year during the bowl and they swept Milwaukee, everybody thought, Oh, okay, you know, it's just uh you know, it's just the makeup of the team, bad matchup and whatnot. They go up they go ahead and off they make their off season moves, bring in Drew Holiday, better defense and whatnot. Miami Meets them up in the first round again, and guess what? You know, another win for the Miami Heat, and you know what? They didn't play particularly well, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, Uh, Milwaukee was very lucky to escape with a win in Game 1. I mean, very, very lucky. The game almost went into double overtime uh, before Middleton finally hit a clutch shot. mm -hmm. Um, But you're right, I mean... That's just a bad matchup for the Bucks. They must have been cringing when they drew the heat. Uh, because I agree with you. I mean, I think that's going to be a seven-game series. I, I, I
1: think so, too. And I, I think, in my opinion, from what I saw today, if that holds true for the entire... Because Butler had a terrible game.
0: Yeah, offensively, he, he really didn't he, do much he did it. early on. He had the shot to send it into overtime. But, I mean, his shooting percentage was way down. I mean... Mm-hmm. It was Duncan. It was Duncan Robinson that really carried them with his three point shooting for for most of the game. Um but that's gonna be a dogfight. fight. I it mean is. that
1: is going to be a dogfight. I think so. And Kendrick Nunn is playing a lot better than he did in last year's bubble. I don't know. I think his injury during the uh prior to the NBA playoffs really set him back and I think he's back to form, so I think that's you know that's that's an that's another uh, weapon or uh, that uh, you know the Bucs will have to contend with. That's going to be a very interesting playoff series. I agree with you. I think it's going to go south. And who's going to win? Yeah, uh, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Miami at this point in the game. I'm gonna pick Miami even though they're down one one right now. I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna go Miami. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's go back to the Celtics. I, I mean I I agree
0: with you. I think if they steal one, I think that would be a, a big accomplishment. I just think they're outmanned unless. One of the big three gets hurt for the Nets. Um, I, I think you know maybe they still won, maybe they still two, uh, but I, I don't see them as really having a chance without Jalen Brown. And if no. Jalen Brown was there and they're all healthy, I think he would prove to be a matchup problem. Um, but right now they can focus Jeff Green on Tatum um, and there's really no one else to exploit the other guys that are are weaker defensively Um, and it allows Durant to rest on the defensive side because he really has nobody that he's threatened by Um, so I don't think that's a good matchup for the Celtics and I and I think unfortunately I think the Nets are gonna win probably in five Um, but that Buck series and you know what I thought it was going to be a little bit different this year for the Bucs. And it's nothing to take away just from the Bucs because the Heat are a good team. Mm -hmm. They're all healthy. They proved last year they can go on a run. Mm -hmm. Butler is a hell of a leader. But today, disappointed again. I mean, Giannis put up big stats, but he was 10 for 26 or 10 for 27. They have his number. They really know how to stop him. They sent him to the line where he was 6 for 13 or else they would have won that in, in regulation. They are fortunate today that Middleton stepped up. You know, in years past, Middleton has not stepped up, uh, and they go out. But the good teams, the good defensive teams, find a way to make it hard on Giannis, and that's a problem for the Bucs. I think this goes seven, I think it will either way. It's hard for If I had to pick a winner, I'm going to stay with the Bucs, although it would not surprise me at all if the Heat win. But what this is going to do, Is it's gonna even if Milwaukee advances, it's gonna exhaust them, you know. So when it's time to play the Nets in round two, if the Nets go four straight or four out of five, they're gonna get an exhausted, you know, Milwaukee team that had to battle for seven games, and that's gonna make it hard. Because I think Milwaukee is a great uh, the Nets and the and the Bucks. I think the Bucks match up really really well with the Nets, Mm -hmm. but if they're exhausted or worn out by the heat and the Nets. You know, roll through the Celtics, and that's going to be advantage Nets. So I'm hoping that the Bucks find a way if they're going to advance to do it quickly,
1: so that they can have as much rest as the Nets do for round two. Yeah, and I, I just don't see that happening. I, I I think you know, just as as you said or as you mentioned earlier, I mean, Giannis is going to want in on a close game towards the end of the part, and he has not shown that he can hit the free throws. You know bam didn't have an excellent game so if you have bam and you have butler playing you know even at par in regards to their offensive game they win the game they i think they win the game yeah they win the game
0: i mean holiday is a great addition this year because he's a good defensive player and i think that's part of the reason butler struggled Mm -hmm. i mean Giannis was on him as well creating some some you know some matchup problem for butler um so i think milwaukee's better suited to win. But Miami's tough. They're playoff tested. They're strong mentally. Mm-hmm. And they have a great coach. Mm-hmm. So they're always going to be in there. So that, of all the series, um, I think is going to be the most competitive. Yeah. Okay, so you've got the Heat. I've got the Bucks. But I think it could go either way. We both agree that the Celtics are probably in, you know, over their head. Now let's take a step to the West, uh, starting with the the Dallas uh, and the L.A. Clippers. In today's first game, Dallas steals one in L.A., goes up 1-0. I I think – I still think the Clippers are going to win because they just have too much talent, but there's something just seems to be off with them. I mean, Kawhi struggled on the stretch a little bit, and for some reason they are just a little bit off over the last two, three weeks, Mm -hmm. and that's mostly Kawhi. Kawhi has been a, a little bit off. But I cannot believe that Dallas is going to be able to win four. Uh, I think that I thought it was going to be Clippers in five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to say Clippers in six, but it could go seven now that Dallas stole one. You know, so um, but that's kind of what I see there. I, I see the Clippers just being too much for for Luca because Luca really is a one man show, right. and he went for a triple double today. Mm-hmm. Can he carry them four out of seven? It would be remarkable if he did. If the Clippers go out in round one, heads are going to roll in L.A. I I, mean, Steve Ballmer is not going to put up with that. I mean, they fired the coach last year. I don't think they'll fire the coach this year after one year, but something's going to give. Maybe you see PG being traded, maybe Kawhi leaves because he's not committed to them past Mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very surprised that the Clippers lost game one, but I got to say I was
1: was pretty happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you, but uh, you know what? In in regard, I mean, we we saw we saw Dallas do this last year. I believe they, you know, in their opening round game last year, they they won the first game and then they ended up losing four straight. You know, and I don't believe uh, Luca Doncic can do this uh, in a in a seven game series. Yeah. I, 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 I think they, at at best, I think this is going to be a six game series. You know. You
0: a lot of talk early this week, and I agree with you, a lot of talk early this week was that the Clippers were getting heat because it was being said that they were ducking the Lakers and purposefully losing mm-hmm. their last two games to make sure they ended up in the 4 seed, regardless of what the Nuggets were doing. Um, which, to me, I think is crazy. But they lost to the Rockets and to some other pathetic team their last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, to secure the fourth seed, but to me, like we talked about in last week's show, if you're going to play the Lakers, you're better off playing them in round one before they get stronger and stronger as this goes along. So why would they duck the Lakers? But they were taking heat from Chris Broussard, from Stephen A. Um, I'm not sure who said that, but they they tanked the last two and they ended up with the fourth seed, and now. They play Dallas, and sometimes it's hard to flip it on and off. It, it is, it is. And it was a problem for them today. So in the second series, I think it's going to be a competitive series. Um, Dave Lillard against Jokic. We're going to talk a little bit later about the MVP, but two of the top candidates right there. Right. Um, just incredible talent there. I mean, you have you have the Joker, you have Michael Porter playing really, really well. Aaron Gordon is there, Mm -hmm. and on the on the Blazers side, you got Nurkic healthy, you got Dame, you got McCollum healthy. I think that's going to be a six to seven game series, Um, but I got to think Denver will pull it out in a in a seven game series, winning four three in Game Seven.
1: Yeah, they they have the experience from last year. Unfortunately, like you mentioned, you know, if 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 they had all their all their firepower with them, I think it would be you know a little bit easier. But Portland's been playing great. Great. They've been they closed out the the second half of the season incredible. You know, they, they were playing really, really good basketball, mm-hmm. even on the road. You know, Damian Lillard and, and Ennis Cantor is like, what happened to you? You know, when you were in Boston Boston last year, you didn't do this and and he's playing incredible basketball. Just because he's
0: not hiding from the Turkish
1: government <laughs> anymore, like he was last it could, year. It, it could be, but he's a rebounding machine. You know, Nurchik is Nurcek. You know, so they've got all the pieces. Yeah, I mean, they're
0: a solid team. It wouldn't shock me if they were to win, um, but I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be a very, very exciting, competitive, high-scoring series. Mm-hmm. And it'll just depend on on who comes out on top in, in Game Seven. It'll okay. be Dame against the Joker. I made the best man win. But I think that goes seven. It wouldn't shock me if the Trailblazers win. If I had to pick somebody, I think Denver. I think one thing I noticed today in the first round is that all year, there's hardly any fans in there. You know, you're kind of not worrying about where your seat is because you're not having to deal with fans. The New Jersey fans, I mean, the Brooklyn fans today were a factor. There were 14,000 people at Brooklyn today for that game. And it feels like 14,000 people. Right. So I think home field, home court is going to be more of an advantage if more teams go to this many people allowed within the arena because now you're going to be able to feed off energy that was just not there the entire year. And it wasn't there in the bubble, which worked to the Lakers' advantage because... They're more mature mm-hmm. and able to motivate themselves versus other teams that rely on the fans. Now the
1: fans are going to be there, and that could help some teams. Oh, gu- guarantee! I mean, that's that's the sixth person on the court. So I I, I truly believe that uh, you know they can put that added pressure on you know uh, on tiki tack falls that go 50-50, that really don't go the home team's way. I believe that's something that they can uh, 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 you know uh, play with the other team's mind. Free throws, you know, th- that depends on if you're experienced or not. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I th- that is the sixth
0: man. I just wish it was equitable, though, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, if some people are going to be able to put 14,000 people in the arena and others can only put four to five, I mean, that's different. I mean, that's beyond the control of the NBA because they have to adhere to the different rules by state. True. But you just wish it would be equitable so that, you know, everyone is playing on the same level of a playing field. True. Because I, because I know on
1: Boston on, on Boston side, their, their restrictions get lifted on the 29th, meaning that uh, on game three versus the Nets, that they'll have, I, I believe they'll have like about 7,000, but they'll have a full-packed house game four.
0: Maybe they'll change the rules if the Celtics can steal Game Two <laughs> Me. and get it there. Okay, well, let's jump to the second tier of games. Number one seed Philadelphia against the Washington Wizards. That's an interesting
1: one. It is. What do you have? What do you think is going to happen in that series? You know, Washington comes out with arguably, you know, the best pass. Uh, you know, at least the one of the top two or three backcourts out there. I, I think I think they're number one when healthy. You know. With with, with, with Beal going off, he unfortunately, he got hurt a little bit. You know, he's playing hobble. He's playing hobble. He admitted that, but he's ready to go. Uh, Westbrook, the triple-double man, I mean, he's putting it all together. I, 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 they've got one of the better, uh, you know, better records after the All-Star break, especially down this last stretch, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he, I mean Westbrook just been crazy down the stretch. I mean, is, his statistics down the stretch were just mind-boggling. It's crazy. Unfortunately, I believe the matchup against Philadelphia is just like the worst matchup for them. Philadelphia is their length is crazy on I mean, it. I I don't see Westbrook dominating the glass like he usually does. I mean the guy is what six, 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 four, six, six, three yeah. six four?
0: Yeah, averaging twelve rebounds exactly. a game. <laughs> I mean
1: if, if he does. I don't see that happening. And
0: they need that. You know, yeah. if he's not
1: doing that, they're in trouble. Yeah. But I do believe Washington can steal one or two if they if their outside shots start falling, but inside the paint, I don't I don't think they match up well and and, and beat is just going to live there. You know, so I look for this to be a short series. Washington has improved, but this will be in my opinion, I'd be surprised if it goes past 5.
0: You know, Washington has been playing really well. Like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, they had like, you know, a 6% chance of making the playoffs just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they're in there. And they did it by playing really well down the stretch. But you're right. I don't like the matchup at all for them. Because as great as their back card is, part of the strength of the Sixers, other than the obvious, Joel Embiid, there is no answer for Joel Embiid in, on the Wizards. Daffy mm-hmm. played well in the play-in game, blocking six shots. But he's no match for Embiid. But beyond that, you alluded to it, the strength of the, of the Wizards is Beal and Westbrook. But you have Ben Simmons and you have Theibel, two great, defenders. great defenders. Mm-hmm. That's going to give them a hard time. They're not going to stop them completely. But if you don't stop them completely, but you make them work really, really hard, that's going to be enough for, for the Sixers to roll unless somehow they're missing all of their shots. So I I agree with you. I think the Wizards are playing really, really well. I think the Wizards would have matched up much better with the Nets Mm -hmm. than they do with the Sixers because Embiid has no peer on the Wizards. So he's probably going to go for 30 and 15 every game. And then the two best defensive players for the Sixers will make it very, very difficult on Westbrook. And you're right. You alluded to his rebounding. Ben Simmons is on him. It's going to be hard for Russell Westbrook yeah, to get 12 yeah, rebounds a game yeah, when Ben Simmons is guarding him uh, with his lens. So yeah. I, I I agree. I think I think five, uh, six maybe if the Sixers somehow take a game off or All or Hawks. or <laughs> sit and be for a game if yeah. they're up 3-1 or something just to rest them. Um, so I see that happening. What about the other one? I think it's an interesting series because no one's movie. really talking about it. Yeah. But the Hawks and Knicks –
1: Four against five. I, uh, I I I like this. I, I like it just for the fact that New York hasn't been relative in a while. Man. Yeah, it's been I, eight I, years since they just had a five hundred record. Yeah, I mean when their tickets went on uh, went online, I, I heard it sold out in like twenty minutes. I mean that's rock. That's basically a rock concert. Yeah, in, I mean.
0: in the first. Yeah, the first two games sold out, and there were 7,500 7, seats per night. Right there, I'm wondering how Brooklyn got fourteen thousand. In New York, and the Knicks only got seventy five hundred in New York, and <laughs> there different rules in Brooklyn versus Manhattan. I mean, I'm not sure what the rules are there, but but who do you think wins this series, and what do you think the matchups are? Uh,
1: I, I I I I like New York. They've been they've been too consistent. They got one of the best defenses in the NBA. Uh, Atlanta is streaky at times, you know, uh, and to me, they they the matchup. Uh, on 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 the New York side is 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 well Randall is in contention for MVP and he I believe he is the MVP because he makes everybody else on that New York squad better Yeah, the
0: matchups in this one are so intriguing because I Want the Knicks to win because again the NBA is better if the Knicks are relevant and Julius Randall I still consider to be a Laker, so I have a soft spot for him but the matchups are very intriguing because you have John Collins probably going to be on Randall, and his length is going to give Randall some trouble. Mm-hmm. Then you have Clint Capella in the middle, who's dominant. I mean, he averages almost 15 rebounds a game and 15 points. I don't think there's anyone on the Knicks side that'll give him too much trouble in that area. So he'll probably control the middle. And then who's going to stop Trey Young? I mean, if Trey Young goes off, He's a tough matchup, you know. It's he's know. too fast for Derrick Rose now. Right. He's too quick for RJ Barrett. Um, it's probably going to be a lot of Emmanuel quickly who's going to have to play more than he would ordinarily play to try and slow Trey Young down. Um, but it's intriguing. I mean, it just it really is because there's no answer for Barrett. I mean, Barrett could go off for twenty five a game because there's the matchups seem different. They're, they're the strengths of one team don't align with the weaknesses of the other team and vice versa. So it could go in any direction. I think it's going to be a six or seven game series. I, I And I'll go
1: with my heart and say Knicks. They'll go Knicks in six or seven. I say Knicks in five or six. Okay. I believe that their defense will just trump Atlanta's offense. And I, don't, I mean, at, at, you mentioned Collins being a defensive presence, Capella being a defensive presence. I think as a team, I think Atlanta is a weak defensive team. Yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, defensively as a team, I mean, Tom Thibodeau, I mean, a guy coaches defense. Right. And he has turned that team completely now around. They brought into his program. Completely around. So, yeah, team defense, the Knicks are definitely superior. But what I think is some of the strengths of the Hawks, if they can make it hard on Julius Randle, mm-hmm. the way he's so relied upon to make everybody better, if they make it hard on him, they can they can win a few games here. But they I might, agree with you. Yeah, I think the Knicks eventually. Win. Yeah, they,
1: they might. I, I mean, Julius Randle. Why why he's in the MVP conversation right now is because if he gets that double t- double team, if you know, if when they blitz him, he is. Uh, Professional enough, you know, and he realizes that that he 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 passes off. He, his assist uh, numbers this year are incredible, he, and that's why he makes his other the his other teammates better because because he recognizes that, and I I believe that's why uh, Boston and Tatum struggles today. Tatum had that opportunity. I've seen a number of occasions where. They double triple team him and he didn't yeah. pass off the ball. Yeah, Randall always passes the ball. He, do, he doesn't force it. So that's what that and that's what I think. If they do that, I don't Randall will kill you in a number of ways.
0: Well, it'd be great for the NBA if the Knicks can pull that off. So I'm hopeful. I, I am hopeful that, that they win. And it's just nice to see the playoffs back at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Like I said, the NBA is better with them in it. Okay, let's jump out west. We're gonna save the Lakers series for last. We'll start with Memphis versus Utah. The most surprising thing here is that Memphis beat the Warriors (laughs) yesterday. I did not see that coming. I expected, just like the Wizards came home after losing to the Celtics and annihilated the Pacers, I thought the same thing was going to happen with the Warriors and Memphis. But John Moran had other plans, and now they go into Utah. Does the Memphis Grizzlies have any shot? against the Utah Jazz no <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. tell you that it, it took Jar John Moran to hit five three-pointers which he's been struggling with
0: mm-hmm. we're well, daring him to hit it
1: and yeah. he did and, and he did he won't see those open looks with with the jazz I mean they're they're a machine they, they, they know they're and that, that's why they're number one in the West you know they're 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 very disciplined I, I, I uh, know not on the Warriors they are, you know, they're they're playing with uh, not a full deck. You know, all their players aren't uh, really there. Draymond, in my opinion, is you know not the Draymond of old. So his, his defensive prowess, uh, you know, really didn't affect that particular particular game. And I, I, I just when I saw Morant uh, in the last couple of weeks, you know, it, with his outside shooting, you know, he. he I don't see him going five for five for ten again. yeah you know and it, and it, it took that much just to get them into overtime. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a I think I, this might be a, a quick sweep. okay. Um,
0: I, I agree. I mean I think it's very hard to think that the one is gonna lose to the eight. It's never really happened before in a seven game series. so I don't think it's gonna happen. but I do think there's some intriguing uh, matchups here. Because I think you have Valanchusis is playing really, really well. Really yep. well. well. You know, so he'll kind of negate Rudy Gobert a little bit. Uh, Gobert is a, probably the defensive player of the year again. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to make it hard on Valanchusis. But his girth, his size is going to be a problem for them. And then now you're trying to incorporate Donovan Mitchell back, who's supposed to play for the first time in over a month. And we can see how that can affect certain people when you sure. haven't played for quite a long time. Sure. And I think Dylan Brooks has shown that he's turned into quite a defensive player. Yeah. He would have made it miserable on Curry last night. And when yeah. Curry went off the week before, it wasn't on Brooks. I think he was 2 for 12 when Brooks was on him. And he lit up John Morant mm-hmm. when John Morant was on him. Mm-hmm. So I think Dylan Brooks, even if uh, Donovan Mitchell comes back and make it a little bit difficult on him... And Kami's been banged up. Can he stay with Morant? Mm-hmm. I mean, Morant may be taking it one time after another. But when all is said and done, I'd be very surprised if Memphis steals more than one game. I expect Utah to win in five.
1: Yeah, five. Yeah, I, could, I That that might that might happen. Yeah, and, and like you said, Dylan Brooks has been playing terrific as of as of late. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just a he, he's a, he's a spark plug. I mean, but he he is very streaky. You know, so when he's on, he is on. But when he's off...
0: Yeah. I mean, offensively, I think he's, he's going to be hit and miss. It's defensively. If he can make it hard on Donovan Mitchell, and they're going to need somebody else to score, mm-hmm. can they do it? Probably. probably. And they'll probably win in five. Now, the, the only series that really matters in the NBA, in the first round, <laughs> is the seventh seeded Lakers against the second-seeded Phoenix Suns. I know the Lakers are prohibitive favorites, but as we talked about last week, And you saw it in the Warrior game this week. They looked like they had no motivation in the first half. They turned it around in the second half. And they played much better defense. Um, But one of the quirks in this series, if you go back and check, you know, to our listeners. If you go and check all eight series, there is only one series that doesn't have a two-day break in it. Only one. And that's the Lakers Mm. and and Phoenix series. The Clippers in Dallas have two times where they rest three days between games. But the Laker one is every other game for all seven games. Mm -hmm. And that is not good news for the old, banged-up, rickety Lakers. Lakers, They need rest. So I think they're going to have to be fully motivated every single game because the longer this series goes, the harder it could get for the Lakers without that long rest. So mm-hmm. if they're motivated, fully, fully motivated, and they're healthy, and they stay healthy, I believe they can win this in five games. If not, and they take a game off, and Booker goes crazy, and mm-hmm. Chris Paul hits a big three, um, then it could go six or seven, and that happens, anything can yeah. happen. But I think the Lakers can win this
1: in five or six games. Yeah. I, if, if if the Lakers win this series, they will win it in, like you said, five or six. If the if it goes to seven, I think the Suns will take it. I really do. And like for like, exactly what you said, Tristan. I think they just have the younger, the younger legs. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul is up there, but you know, Booker, Aiton. I mean, they they can go off. They'll be motivated. They'll have the home court advantage. You know. So who knows? The if 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 what LeBron did the other day. Uh, gets to the basketball gods, you know, and they say, okay, this series is gonna go to seven. Any, you know, like what you say, anything can happen, I say advantage Suns. But if I I I believe the Lakers, what they showed me from last year, and yes, this is a different team, but they that that team was driven by LeBron. Yeah. And you know, so that showed me, and to me, that was a bigger uh, switch that they had to turn on because they, I mean, I didn't think they were going to get out of the first round after those, after those, uh, you know, warm-up series in the bubbles, but they just dominated.
0: Yeah, they did. I mean, they, they turned it on, they played well. Again, if they were all healthy, I would feel really, really good about this, but anything can happen. And what really bothers me about them is they're not always motivated. So are they going to flip that switch from game one? Um, We'll see. I mean, it'd be nice if they can go up 3-0 and then rest LeBron for a game, you know, if you want to do something along those lines. But to me, if you can win, win quickly, let them rest between series so that attrition doesn't become a problem. Because if the Lakers have to go six or seven games in every series, by the time they get to the Nets, the Sixers or the Bucks, they're going to have nothing left. Um, So that could be a problem. So I see the Lakers winning, hopefully in five. But maybe in six, if they go seven, it could be trouble
1: in L.A. Yeah, and I believe they will really miss playoff Rondo.
0: Yeah, I mean, but Rondo didn't do it for the Clippers today, so we'll see. What really has to happen, though, is, and I think you saw it against the Warriors, Dennis Schroeder was killing me. I mean, he was killing me, and I was so happy that Vogel benched him for the last three or four minutes, Mm -hmm. put the ball in LeBron's hand, put Wes Matthews out there on the floor, because Schroeder's dribbling too much. He's dribble, 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 dribble. It's taking way too much time. Mm -hmm. He has to go. Drummond has to go. Uh, (laughs) And we'll rely on some of the other guys. Caruso's defense is incredible. I think he's going to make it very, very tough, probably on Booker. KCP uh, and Caruso on Booker and Paul are going to make it very, very difficult. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what LeBron and AED have left so before we move on we are going to jump real quick into the awards i mean the award final threes came out we're only going to touch real quickly on the mvp the three finalists a lot of love for chris paul he did not place in the top three Mm -hmm. the finalists are are the joker Embiid, and curry who came on strong Mm -hmm. is it the jokers to win
1: it's the jokers to win I I I, i mean i love what curry did in the second half but you're talking about you know uh a team that did not even in the playoffs, you know, to be an MVP, uh, you got, your team has to be somewhere to be relevant in these, in these games. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, that team wasn't whole. And I believe if they were whole, maybe with a better record, he'd have a better, he'd have a better chance. Mm -hmm. But Jokic is, he just, that's the steady guy. That is the turtle and the hare. He's the turtle. He was steady. And he's, in my opinion, he's going to finish. Yeah,
0: statistically, I mean, he had a phenomenal season. And, and I agree. I mean, But I think if the Warriors were whole, then Curry's statistics wouldn't have been so mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. He had to carry them down the stretch. Yes. So I think he gets up into the two spot. Because I think he's going to finish ahead of Embiid even and finish two. But Joker's got to win it. So, all-NBA. Okay. So, gang, we're going to share with you our all-NBA team here. First, second, and third team. We'll read through the whole first three teams, and then we'll have some discussion. I'm going to tell you right up front, unlike some of the others that I've seen, I give, and you guys are not going to be surprised, I give special credence to people who play games. Like if you're going to miss 20, 25 games, you're not going to be on the All-NBA team. So this is what I have on the first team, uh, and and we'll get uh, Ernie's opinion on this as well. My first team guards... Steph Curry and Dame Lillard are gonna be my guards Luca could be voted in as a forward so I have him as a forward along with Giannis and the Joker at center so Curry Lillard Donchick Giannis and the Joker are my first team my second team guards that's where I put Chris Paul I think he deserves to be on the second team I have Beal there as my second team guard and then my forwards Zion Williamson and his incredible statistical season, and Julius Randle. I have him on the second team with Joel Embiid, the only one on the second team that missed an extended amount of time. I just believe his season was so dominant that he gets the edge over Rudy Gobert for the second-team center. Gobert is my third-team center. My guards in the third team will be Booker from the Suns and Kyrie uh, with uh, Tatum and Jimmy Butler as my forward. So the third team, Booker, Kyrie, Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Gobert. So on the third team, Kyrie missed a lot of time. Um, Tatum missed some time. Butler missed some time. But I think Kyrie's statistics were so mind-boggling by the end of the year. 27 points, mm-hmm. He's shooting 50%, 40% from three, 90% from the line. And he ended up playing 54 games, which is not so bad compared to the others. But I got him on there. But you notice some of the omissions here. No LeBron, who I saw on somebody's second team. Mm-hmm. He can't be on the second team if you miss 27 games. No Kawhi mm-hmm. and no Paul George on the first three teams. Because <laughs> they, too, played only 50 games. Right. You know, So I penalized them for that. Are they probably talent-wise? Should they be on an All-NBA team? Yes, but you gotta show up and play. So, what do you think about
1: those teams, Ernie? I mean, every player that you mentioned probably has a, a legitimate, uh, you know, gripe right to be on those teams. Where it comes down to uh, the third team, I mean, to me, an obvious omission also is Autumn Bio. I think he had a terrific uh, defensive year. Uh,
0: but not better than Gobert. You know, I and mean, if you play him as a forward, then he would have to come in
1: over Tatum or Jimmy Butler. Right. And I think Butler is way more valuable to that Heat team. Could be, but I believe Butler was out more than Autumn Yeah. So, you know, that might put Autumn Bayo on top of that, uh, you know, on, you know, on, on that uh, standpoint. And, and like you said earlier in regards on your opening statement regarding LeBron, and you try not to be biased, I don't think Tatum makes their makes thirteen. Yes, he had three 50 point games this season. Three fifty point games in the last six weeks, I believe. But he has he also had some really big duds. And like it showed today, I mean he had a good first half. He didn't show up for the second half. You know. Uh he's he's twenty-three. He will be a perennial all NBA player. I just don't think it's gonna be it's gonna be this year. I you know, so that's somebody that I would probably move aside to put it maybe maybe Autumba on top of there. Go, you know, I I can't remember, did you have Gobert as your third team center? Yeah,
0: I had Gobert as the third team center. And and let me explain the the thought process on Butler versus Autobio. Because I love Autobayo and I think he's great. But if you look at the heat's record this year with and without Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. it's staggering. Without him, every time he sat out, they went on a six-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. And when he's there, they're like 20 games over 500. Mm-hmm. He makes that much difference to them. And I think that's where I went with with I you know, I gave him a little bit more credence um, than in AutoBio. But you're right. I mean, there could be a handful of people in there um but what about the first team? You know, Doncic as a as a forward just to, to squeeze Lillard in there. Yes. I just thought Dame Lillard, it's hard to keep him off the
1: first team. It, it is. And, I, and and I don't believe it, with today's NBA game, I don't believe you put, you know, I, I believe there's wings, I, there's wings and there's guards. And if you want to throw in the center, throw in the center. You know, so I don't believe Gobert is actually gonna be on top of there. I, I wouldn't vote if I had a if I had a choice, I wouldn't put Go, Gobert. Up. Uh, on the on the 30 i'll be Nba he is NBA defensive player of the year I, I, I I'll admit to that but that doesn't mean he's all NBA i mean you got to have both sides of the game i don't i don't believe he 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 has that for for third I, I i would throw in another forward if anything you know there's a multitude of talent talent out there i mean i mean it, it's but yeah if you're gonna put Uh, Donchik on the first team, I don't don't mind that. I mean, Curry and Lillard, obviously deserving, you know. And uh, unfortunately, there were a lot of injuries and COVID, you know, put uh, probably a multitude of, I mean, just based upon the protocol itself, probably took out a lot of uh, stars uh, from this list. So, you know, hard hard, hard to argue, hard to argue. To me, the only thing that uh, you could really make an argument with It's
0: probably the third team. Yeah, and at that point, there's all kinds of things that can go into there. There there are. Yeah, so again, for me, show up and play if you want to be all NBA. Mm -hmm. I don't think Zion's going to be on too many people's second teams. Julius Randle's not going to show up on too many people's second teams. But they deserved it. I mean, maybe I'm biased, and I love Zion, and I think Julius Randle had an incredible year. I think they deserve to be on the second team, much more than any of the other forwards that we mentioned, including – LeBron, Kawhi, PG, and Tatum. Yeah,
1: and and if you're if you're stats based, you cannot leave uh, Zion Williamson out. I mean, I mean he, his player efficiency no, rating it, was, it was off it, the it chart, historical. Yeah. It's, it was historical. I remember that that one month he was shooting like close to seventy percent. It was it was that crazy. Yeah. I mean, the the funny thing about it is they they. You know, the the Pelicans didn't do anything
0: with that. Yeah, and that's the sad part. I mean, the talent is just not coming together there. So maybe in year two with the new coach, they will figure it out. So again, we encourage you, again, go to social media and tell us who your all-NBA team is. We'd love to hear what your opinions are. I'm sure some of you are going to have differences of opinions, especially after the first team. Hard to argue with the five guys on the first team, but maybe you do disagree. Maybe you think sitting out 20, 25 games or 30 games doesn't cause you to be left off this team. So let us know. So again, Sports Rivals Podcast on IG and Facebook and Sports Rivals Pod on Twitter. When we come back after the break, the PGA Championship is going to round four tomorrow in a historical situation in South Carolina. We'll cover that when we come back. So, gang, we record this, and we release it on Mondays, but we record actually on Saturday nights here. So you have to pardon us if this doesn't come off, you know, as relevant on Monday. But as of right now, on Saturday night, after three rounds... We are fired up that Phil Mickelson is leading the PGA Championship at seven under par our going peers. into round four. I mean, it's so awesome to see somebody who's around my age, not quite Ernie's age, uh, leading a major going into the fourth round Ernie, what are your thoughts on what Mickelson has done through the first 3 days
1: i mean it's, it's, it's and
0: can he do this
1: yeah i mean it, it's amazing i mean he 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 was by tiger woods prior to tiger woods i mean you know as a, as as a youngster i mean you you marveled at at his short game i mean he's known for his flop shots he i mean he made he made the short game uh you know fun basically and everybody you know what when, when he first burst into the scene it was you know, everybody tried to do what Phil Mickelson did around the green, you know. And and he, you know, he did his part to become, um, uh, to be one of the greatest golfers of, at all time. And for him to do that at, at age 50, he should be playing on the senior tour.
0: He is on the senior yeah. tour. And, and, and you know and what? I think this is a situation, because because Phil hasn't won on the PGA Tour since 2013. I do think this is a situation where he went on the senior tour, and he's winning on the senior tour. Mm-hmm. And you start feeling good about yourself. You start getting more confident. You, you, you're seeing wins happen. You've seen success. Right. And you take that into these tournaments. And look where he is. I mean, I hope he can pull it off. My gut tells me that he's going to run out of gas and it's probably going to come back. I know you were sharing with me. I missed part of the round today. But you were sharing with me that he had a big lead. It's now down to a one-shot lead right. over Kepka. Um can he hold on i think all golf fans
1: all sports fans are hoping that he does i, I hope so i mean they're, they're talking about the shifting of the winds for tomorrow's final round which will turn this course into a different course i mean if you know anything about kiowa island i mean this, the the winds over there really make or break this course so you know for whatever magic he brought in the first three rounds that magic is going to have to turn around and, uh, you know, really treat this course as a different course for tomorrow's, uh, you know, finale. And it's going to be an exciting finale. And like you said, I mean, the... the When you have
0: Kepka right there with exactly. him, they're going to be together. And he's a three-time major, a four-time major winner already. He's been battling some knee problems but he's very powerful, so the the course tomorrow probably suits him a little bit better.
1: But anything can happen. And I mean, he's
0: been all over the place a,
1: anybody recently. With, yeah, and anybody within within five shots, which is a lot of golf for anybody within five shots, really has a realistic shot.
0: And speaking of five shots, and it's 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 funny that you said that because sitting there at two under, five shots off is Bryson DeChambeau, and I actually think. He's got a great shot to come back and win this thing. He played well today. Um, but I think the course, I think he can navigate this course. So if Mickelson comes back a little bit mm-hmm. and he can shoot four or five under, uh, I, I think seven or eight, I think if you get to 10, you're going to win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the winner's probably going to end up at around six or seven because of I the think. elements tomorrow. That's so if good. you do that, you have somebody sitting five shots back like DeChambrough. If he can shoot four under – Five under, he's got a shot.
1: Could be, could be. I believe whoever, whoever on the top leaderboard, if they can play par or maybe one under par, you know, if if if, if you're sitting there at four, five, six, and you can you know shoot somewhere near par or maybe a, a, sh- a shot or two under par, I mean, you got a really good shot at 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 winning this thing. It's going to be very very interesting. I believe. Just be, again, just because of the wins. Now, if the wins stay the same, I really like Phil Mickelson's sh- uh, chances on top of uh, on this course. I mean, like I, I mentioned to Monty earlier prior to the podcast. I mean, he had a big lead, you know. Then he goes on to making a double bogey on a on a mistake there, and you know, he still maintains the lead. Comes out with a terrific shot on the 18th, you know, just to save, just to you know, save uh, his his seven under for the day. If the course Plays nice to the golfers. Mickelson's got a great shot, and I'll be super, super happy that 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 uh, that if he can if he can take this away. But it's gonna be make this is gonna be drama tomorrow. If you like drama in golf, watch the PGA Championship tomorrow.
0: Well, I think this is the best case scenario for the PGA. I mean, you know that Tiger's not involved, and if there was one person. Under these circumstances, that has a chance to flock people back to the TV, it's Phil Mickelson. It is. It I mean, is. the story uh, and the popularity that he has and the chance for him to be the oldest player to ever win a major Age. is so appealing. Uh, and I know Jeff Smith there in Las Vegas asked, are we going to talk about the PGA Championship this week? Are we going to talk about Mickelson? That's for you, Jeff Smith in Vegas. We're talking about Phil Mickelson and the PGA Championship. Here on the sports rivals. So now we're gonna turn it over to Ernie for his closing thought. And this week I was not following this as closely as Ernie was, but he is telling me that Kwame Brown had quite a week. So Ernie, <laughs> where are you going with your closing thought?
1: Boy, I mean, if you want, if if, if you're on YouTube, Twitter, or whatever, and you've been and you've been watching uh, some of the. I would say circus type of videos. I mean, I believe this all started on the, on the show, all that smoke, uh, that features, uh, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, right. And Stephen Jackson. Exactly. Uh, they interviewed Jeannie bus and they made a small reference to Kwame Brown, not being relevant in the trade. And Kwame Brown must be maybe a fan of the show or something like that, because, uh, The week after, this past week, they uh, had Gilbert Arenas on it, and and it became more prevalent when he was bringing up Kwame Brown uh, in his uh, early playing days. And uh, Matt Barnes, again, made another (laughs) disparaging comment against Kwame Brown that it set off a time bomb. (laughs) I've never known Kwame Brown to be this... Uh, this type of person. He has always been quiet. He took the lumps. I mean, uh, if you followed anything in regards to Coin Brown and, and, and his career, he, he's, he was the number one draft pick, I believe, in 2001 by the Washington Wizards. Joining... Uh,
0: the first overall pick.
1: Yeah, coming out straight out of, out of high school. Uh, unfortunately, he teamed up with his... With his uh,
0: Boyhood Idol?
1: Exactly, in Michael Jordan and, and, and his gang of veterans on believe they had they had Stackhouse and whatnot on, on that particular team. Kwame Brown folded under pressure. And you know, Michael Jordan not he, a
0: very tolerant,
1: exactly, nurturing soul. Exactly. I mean he he killed Kwame Brown and then out of the frying pan into the fire, he goes to the Lakers. And then, and then another personality in Kobe Bryant. So One of the kindest, most <laughs> gentle, unmotivated. I mean, yeah, if, if, if you didn't have the Mambo mentality, Kobe let you know that you did not have the Mambo mentality. But basically, Kwame Brown was considered a bust. And he's been the, the butt of all jokes. Anyways, forwarding three days ago, he comes out with this... Rant and when I mean rant, this is like over an hour rant. He's 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 sitting in his car and he's throwing out the n word, the f word, every single four letter word that you can imagine, taking down Harrison Barnes, Stephen A. Smith. In subsequent videos, he's taking out, uh, you know, the breakfast club. He even hit on Bill Gates, you know against these double standards and it's almost it's it's almost laughable but when you take out all of all of the obscenities because this i mean this is guys if you haven't watched any of these videos it, it, it is not for the faint of heart i mean this is this is very adult language that he uses on top of this you take out all of that and really listen to to kwame brown very articulate very articulate. You take out all the anger that is shown on these videos, and you listen to the substance. Exactly, his ideals. I mean, I I was astounded. I in the in the first time I watched the videos, I said, oh my god, this guy is this guy is nuts. He's got he's going to go on a shooting rampage. I mean, that type of nuts, you know. And but when you take it apart, and the guy, I. I like Kwame Brown now. I do. I like his ideals. He believes in foundation. You know, basketball wasn't everything for him. Uh, the guy just, he believes in ideals. He believes in, in helping people. He believes in, you know, picking people up. And I believe that was just based upon, you know, how he was treated as an NBA player. Mm-hmm. I found a, uh, you know, a, a, a soft spot for and some respect, a really yeah, a really good respect. I just hope he doesn't turn out, you know, because he's burying everybody. I don't want this to be a Jason Giambi type of story, you know, where where Giambi came out with that book and started squealing on everybody. Uh, but you know, I believe this guy. I mean, if you didn't watch it, and if he changes his word, this guy could be a preacher. He... He's that powerful for a guy who has been silent for the past twenty years. You know, uh, really, uh, you you'll find him to be very articulate, very intelligent. If you just read between the lines and get past all this vulgarity, yeah, and hatred, (laughs) and and one and it's it's you know if 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 you like this kind of stuff, it's 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 good entertainment. I hope YouTube puts him back because he was cut off of. His channel got shut down by YouTube, you know, and you have all these other wannabe YouTubes guys who, who want to get posts, reposting his his Instagram live feeds, and they're getting like 300,000 views. I mean, boy, if Kwame was, in, you know, was able to keep his YouTube channel, he could make a, a really good living off of this. But that's, that's my thought on top of this. I mean, if, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Go see it. And, and you tell me, you tell me if you think Kwame is crazy or that guy has a really good legitimate gripe. I, I, I'll tell you right now. He makes one reference to, to Matt Barnes, you know, that whenever I'm going to be uh, looking at Matt Barnes, I'm going to notice him as Betty with the good, with the good hairstyle. Because that's how he references uh, Matt Barnes.
0: You know, I gotta admit that I did not see any of this, so I'm now intrigued. So I'm probably gonna have to look this up and see what's still available to to look at. There's a ton. Uh, um, Because with Paulie Brown, you're right. I mean, he he was in a situation where he went and he played with two of the most competitive, psychotic, hardworking, demanding superstars mm-hmm. in NBA history in Jordan and Kobe. And if you're not prepared for that at a young age as a high schooler coming out, mm-hmm. um, his confidence was shot. And, and for me, I most know Kwame Brown and I most appreciate Kwame Brown for bringing Paul Gasol to the, <laughs> to the Lakers. Because the, the, the trade. Lakers traded Marc Gasol at the time and Kwame Brown to Memphis for Paul Gasol. And the Lakers went on to win two championships with Powell. And I think Kwame petered out and never was what was expected as right. the first overall pick. But that doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you cannot make a contribution uh, in life. And and I'm encouraged by what you said. I mean, I think the vulgarity can turn people off a little bit. But mm-hmm. I mean, if he's truly wanting to make a difference in people's lives, and that's why he's sounding off on certain people, uh, I'm curious. I got to go check this out, Ernie. You've got me totally intrigued <laughs> by this situation. You, you, so I'm going to go ahead and check on yeah, that.
1: You won't regret it. All
0: right. So looking at the, at the computer here right before we get off the air, the Trailblazers still game one in Denver, 123-109. to 109. So Portland wow. goes up 1-0 behind uh, Damian Lillard with his 32 points. So it could be right. I mean, Trailblazers may be riding that hot streak and will continue into the playoffs. So, gang, it was a fun show. We love talking NBA. We're hopeful that by the time we, we get to next week's show, we can talk and look back on Phil Mickelson's incredible PGA championship. But even if he doesn't hang on in round four, the fact that he's still leading going into round four has brought so much interest and intrigue into the sport that has been missing for quite a while, honestly. So there's going to be more people watching tomorrow than has been watching in many, many years, probably since Tiger won the Masters a few years back. So until next week's show, gang, again, Go to our social media pages, Sports Rivals Podcast on IG and Facebook, Sports Rivals Pod on Twitter. Share your thoughts with us. Tell us who you believe the all-NBA teams will be. Tell us what you think about the first-round matchups or who you think is going to win the NBA championships. And don't forget, check out Kwame Brown and tell us what you think about what he's done this week. Until next week, gang, for Ernie, this is Monty, and the Sports Rivals are out. joining us on the sports rivals podcast check us out on social media at sports rivals podcasts on instagram and at sports rivals pod on twitter where you can share topics you'd like to hear